evening and welcome to another edition of Football Bloody Hell. On the show tonight, we've got Rick Hyatt, Tom Bailey, me, A.D. Hopper, and hopefully, Paul Thorpe, if he gets finished at working time. You can tell this is community radio, can't you? So settle down, yourself a nice gin and tonic, and let's talk about some ludicrous football suggestions. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Football Bloody Hell. And now over to Tom Bailey, who's going to actually host the show for us. Well done, Tom. Over to you. Yep. Lucky everyone. You're stuck with me tonight. Mr. Pryor is uh, unavailable. He has prior bookings. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, um, very good. Well, as you've heard, we, of course, are joined by Mr. Hopper. Good evening, AD. Good evening, Tom. How are you? I'm, I'm very good, thank you. Uh, we are also joined once again... Uh, by Mr. Paul Thorpe. How are we doing, Paul? Very well. Very, very well. Wonderful. And we are also blessed once again with the presence of Mr. Rick Hyde. Hello. How are we? I'm, I'm a lot better than I was at about uh, half past nine last night when <laughs> I had the pleasure of a lovely conciliatory telephone call from Mr. Thorpe to check that I was all right. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you was dead concerned. I was concerned for my little Man United yeah. buddy. You it it I mean? meant a lot, Paul. Thanks for that. <laughs> we had quite a good discussion, didn't we? We did. We did. Well, as Rick has brought it up, I think I'm it's a good place it. to start. Um, <laughs> last night, obviously, well, as recording this, it was on a Wednesday. So last night, uh, Manchester United 2, Galatasaray 3. Um, Rick, any uh, any any sort of particular thoughts on the game? Is there a, a flashpoint in, in particular you want to discuss first? Because some of the the replays of the go- I've only seen the goals. I didn't get to watch the match, but um, there are small positives, but there are a lot more negatives to take. Um, I don't know if there's anywhere you want to start. I'd like to start with the best, potentially the best centre forward in the Premier League. That boy. Oh. Has got such a future. What a goal. What a couple of goals. What a third goal that was ruled out. I mean, if you're going to take anything from that as a United fan, it's it's that performance. It was absolutely amazing. He looked very good. I mean, those two, his second goal, in, well, his second counted goal. Yeah. Was, I was very impressed with that. The, the way he turned and ran. That was, I don't even think he knew much about the first goal either. It looked like he, he was almost caught off guard by Rashford's cross it almost just bounced off him into the goal but I mean he must have a a good shape to control it and get it in from there he looks yeah that boy looks like he's going to be a player he looks very very good indeed Um, now can we move on (laughs) unlucky we're not moving on just yet Uh, (laughs) I think there needs to be a discussion about Andre Onana 
Uh, <laughs> AD, do you have any thoughts on, on Onana's performance from last night? Yeah, I do. The door is over there. Open it and walk out, please. I know, in all seriousness, you know, a few things spring to mind. First of all, the fact that uh, apparently he was available on a free transfer last year, and yet somehow we got stitched up to paying 50 million for him. Or 40, Glazers? 45, 45, 50 million, as, as Rick said, Glazers. Um, secondly, um, we've got a, a, a so called deputy goalkeeper or assistant second second string goalkeeper but having you know this is the second time he's done this in two champions league games he's cost us the game on both occasions so you know i think uh, personally if i was the manager i would have dropped him and put the other guy in or tom heaton he couldn't have made any worse mess of that i mean it was terrible and obviously you know i mean i suppose you could say casemiro took one for the team didn't he because he had to do something he couldn't just let the bloke waltz in and score from there so um, no, I, 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 you know, I don't think he's any good personally. You, you know, he might be good at booting the ball upfield all the time, and you know, anyone can do that. But uh, no, not impressed at all. It's it's strange to see how Anana performs so well at Ajax under Ten Hag, and then he's brought here, particularly for a, a large fee, and all of a sudden the performance has gone off a cliff. It's it can't surely be the player is just not that good because if he's running in the same system and he's under the same manager, there shouldn't really be a reason it's going wrong. I don't know if you would have any thoughts on that, Thorpey, obviously being an ex-player. If if you've played under a manager at a different club, does it still feel different? It always feels different. Like, you know, whatever club you go to, it's, you know, it's different surroundings, it's different culture, you know, uh, the way that the, the, that particular team wants to play. Um but then you'd have thought that that he'd been under Ten Hag before that he he would have known his system, you know. I, I don't I do not get this culture of playing the ball straight down the middle to a centre half or a, or trying to get it through to a midfield player. Every, the, the basics of defending, right? You can you can have all systems. You can have whatever you like. The basics of defending never change. And as a youngster, everybody was was grounding to exactly the same when I was brought up. You do not play across the middle of your goal, and you not do not play down the middle of your goal, especially when there's somebody up, you know, the, the proverbial backside of the person you're playing it to. But at the moment, that's what they're being coached. So I, I actually have got a little bit. I've not got a lot of sympathy for the keeper because he's the one making decisions, and he's got to take that residing decision not to do it. But if they're being taught to coach that, then the coaches have also got to take the blame for it. You know, I, I think he's actually looking like a free transfer, not a £50 million signing. And, and you actually had, a, to be fair, I actually think you had a better goalkeeper in there before, even though you were going to change it. You know, and in, 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 if you're going to not play Tim Healy, then get rid of a lot of them or, or, or keep him as a third-choice keeper. You know, there's, there's tremendous English young goalkeepers out there you know, Pope was, was being snapped up by Newcastle. You know, there's a, a, a lot more out there. And, um, you know, and, and and I don't understand why they then need to go uh, abroad to find a keeper that's supposedly good with his feet. I haven't seen any of that at all. You know, he's made some good saves, but I can show you lots of goalkeepers out there that make fantastic saves. You know, I don't see many commanding their area. I don't see many, you know, that really command a 
you know, go back to 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 to, to my club, Liverpool. You had some goalkeepers, Grobola. Everybody used to James used to come out. They all used to command what I call their their twelve yard area up to the the penalty spot. You know, and I think there's a major problem there. And, and I said to Rick last night, and I said to Aidy earlier on, you know, I think there's a manager now with that performance, there's a manager really under pressure. You know, and for that, I have supported my Man United fans. If you can tell the listeners, I'm actually donning <laughs> a black armband for Mr. Aidy Hopper and Mr. Hyatt. So there we are. It shows you the depth of... <laughs> okay. So all I get for, for actually wearing a, a black armband for you, AD, is the B sign. Yeah. Charming, I say, charming. <laughs> he tries to do something nice. I try well, to do something nice. <laughs> uh, 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 Thorpe, uh, by the way, it's Tim Heaton. Tom Heaton, I should say, not Tim. Tom Heaton, not Healy. Tom Heaton, sorry. Name change. Yeah. Uh, Heaton. My apologies, and Rick, Mr. Heaton. Rick, nobody can see you, so don't worry about your hair, okay? <laughs> You've been you've been doing this with it all bloody night. Well, I mean, like nobody's looking. Who cares? Harley's <laughs> oh, doing it again. Look. Well, I, I will also say that I actually think that that uh, if you'd have put uh, Maguire in there last night, I think two of the goals don't actually happen. <clears throat> That's a bit ironic, but you might well be right. Two of the goals would not happen because he, he, he's that central defender who, who will stay in the middle. He's one of the t- players that will actually stay in the middle. You know, and uh, with, with his even, you know, lately his, his performances have been slightly better. You know, and I felt that um, they could have certainly done with him last night. And I, I feel that if they did have him in the middle of defence, possibly the, the result would have been slightly different. Yeah, but that might have been part of Ten Hag's coaching strategy or something, for all we know, that to push all, I mean, you know, push everybody up, not just the goalkeeper pushing up, get the, the whole of the defence, the back four pushing up. I mean, I don't know. But listen, it is or not, Aidy, but... you've, been, you've been watching the game long long enough, you're 148 years, all right? Yeah. Now, you, that's got to be the worst defensive performance or one of the top five worst defensive performance. You were so open... It was ridiculous, and, and for there that, was one at, um, there was one at Anfield that's probably quite close to that one last season. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. But the, what I'm saying is that, it, that that's unacceptable. You know, for the, for a club, uh, uh, one of the biggest clubs in the world, you know, financially with sales of shirts alone, you know, they are a major concern for football, and that type of display is absolutely 100% unacceptable for the fans. And, uh, it, it, well, the, oh, apart from what would be good luck, well done the Glaziers, because if that's all you've done, uh, then you really need Sophie, to it's, go as it's well. the Glaziers, not the Glaziers. They're, they're window pitch, Glaziers, the Glaziers. Glaziers. Well, it doesn't matter. That isn't, actually, that isn't all the Glaziers have done, because last night there was evidence of the uh, the roof leaking once again, which is thanks to the Glazers and the club policy of uh, selling return tickets to Galatasaray fans and therefore getting pockets of away supporters all over the ground, which then causes a safety issue. Yes. Uh, they were throwing coins and all sorts. So uh, well done, the Glazers. That's the way to run a football club. I did see them also tearing down one of the signs. Yeah, yeah. So... The Glazers don't care. They pay the money for the ticket. They don't care who they sell it to. These people are pond life. Well, now we've covered tonight. <laughs> Move on. What, <laughs> on that, on that, I think that sums it up perfectly. 
Um, we'll give Rick and AD something to smile about just for a little bit before we move on to the weekend predictions. Um, AD is very keen for us to talk about the interview that uh, Jurgen Klopp has had today um, ahead of tomorrow's game against Union saint Um He has come out and has been clipped up as saying uh, that he essentially thinks the best way forward is for a replay. Now, I want us to come straight in and defend him and say if you read the full thing, uh, he says in an ideal world that uh, it should be a replay. However, he knows we are not living in an ideal world. Um, AD, do you think he's simply posturing or, or trying to bait a decision or even just a reaction? Or do you think he genuinely believes that there should be a replay? Well, I think he genuinely wants a replay. Um, whether, in fact, he's going to get it is another thing altogether. I, th I think he's using it... Um, I mean, we all know how the press work over here and I, I think quite honestly he, he's only got to just drop a little interview like that into the system and the press, the press will be all over it like a rash um, and he, he made me just sort of thinking well, maybe 5% of you know I've got a 5% chance maybe a 95% chance against it happening but I mean all logic dictates that it's, it's an absolutely ludicrous suggestion in the first place it, it's never going to happen. There's, there's far too much. I mean, how how far are you going to go back? Are you going to go back to day one of VAR, and then start counting the games where everybody's got? A, it just, it's just, it's, it's just totally impossible. It would never work. It's a ludicrous idea, and it just shows the man is totally ludicrous. Bubble. Bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, uh, I can only assume you are. In very much the same vein of thought as as AD. I did warn about this on the pod on Monday. The T-shirts are being printed, the black armbands. There will be a minute silence before the next game. It couldn't have happened to a worse club for an incident like this. The um, yeah, they do they do like to have a little bit of a self pity. I don't. I mean, it's it's just it beggars. Do you think he actually believes it? Because you, I mean, you two. No. Liverpool fans, would you want that game replayed? No. What? It's gone. It's the nature of the game. It's an unfortunate mistake. It happened. Move on. The fact that... Trolling everybody. I, I don't know why he said anything, because it will get thrown at him every time Liverpool lose now. Or do you want that game replayed? He's just made life difficult for himself. I just, I just say it's madness to say something like that, because it's a ludicrous suggestion. It's completely unworkable. It would never happen because, uh, what, what, and how long do they? How many times do you replay it until he gets the result he but wants? Rick, Rick, I think that you've hit it on the nail. He knows it's not going to be replayed. Yeah. He knows that. He wants a reaction from you know. He's working the press. He's, he's working the the league, and he's he's putting the referees under uh, under immense pressure now to get things right. And I think for the good of football. So look 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 in between the lines. Yeah, listen. I, the I good of football. I, I think of, it, no, 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 I think it, no, no, no. I, I, I honestly believe that the, he knows he cannot win out of this. So if he gets there at some, if he makes the VAR or the referees slightly better, then I think that's for the good of football. Absolutely. You know, he knows. Listen, Ferguson was very, very, very clever at, use, at being his political man and, and getting reactions off people and using the press. 
So it, it, listen, it's, it's probably learned off of, of, of his book, right? You know, and he got into people and made football better. So I think this is just Jurgen Klopp's in a different way. I think it's his way of actually trying to put them under pressure, to get a reaction, and then to see what they're going to do about it. And if it makes football better and makes the system of VAR better for everyone, I think he's done his job. Maybe not in the way I would do it, but I can, I politically, I can see a little bit of a different angle than than um, the, 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 than you have. But it's a uh, yeah, it's not. I do agree. It's not the way I would have done it, but I I can sort of see a little bit of the politics behind it. And on that note, uh, I think we'll wrap up the VAR chat for this week. <laughs> um, before we get into the Premier League fixtures, um, I would like us to just have a quick look at Yeovil's uh, fixture this weekend. Of course, they are at home to Avely, and uh, you could listen along from about five to three with myself and Paul Thorpe. Looking forward to that one. Um, Avely, of course, starting very well this year. Obviously, first year at this level as well. Um, they are currently one point below Yeovil uh, in the standings. Ten games gone. Um, Thorpe, I don't know how much research you've done on them so far, but um, do you see this being a bit of a banana skin for Yeovil? Um, it, it's going to be a difficult game for sure. You know, um, there's no two ways about it. You know, Avery, it's almost like a free hit for them coming to the mighty greens. And um, it'll see where where we're at. I think, you know, for me, it's almost like a must-win game. I think if we need to be where, you know, if we're we're really, really going for it, you know, you've got Taunton at the top, Bath second, then us, then Avery, you know, and we need to stay with the pack. So for me... I think it's almost like a must-win game. This is a little cup final for me. As early as it is in the season, this is very, very relevant. Rick, with uh, Yeovil winning three on the bounce, in the league at least, um, Avely are coming off the back of a FA Cup draw uh, on Saturday and then having to travel for their replay and going to extra time in that as well. So another 120 minutes in their legs. Do you think that could cause issues for Avely playing, uh, having to travel then down to Yeovil and having to play against a professional side with those extra minutes in their legs? Hopefully. You know, you like take so. any advantage that you can you can get, wouldn't you? So you would look, especially with the way that um, Mark Cooper's setting the side up patiently, that it's not necessarily one in the first half. It all points to um, a steady first half performance and then uh, letting fitness and whatever take its... Uh, take its toll in the uh, latter minutes of the uh, second half. So, you know, you, that obviously that would be an advantage to Yeovil. And I think it's just, it's not quite a six-point, a must-win thing. I just think it's a not-lose game against one of your rivals up there, stay in contention and pick up your, your wins against the uh, so-called easier easier fixtures. I think it's just important not to lose. And I don't think, I don't think they will. And uh, Thorpe, have you got your FA, have you got your cup suit ready? If it's, it's going to be like a cup tie for you. You're going to wear your suit. My, well, yeah, no, I, I, I think it's. Um, I, I see where you're coming. Like, you make sure we don't lose, and you know, I agree with that absolutely. But you know, I, you know, I, I feel like it's. Um, it's a win would be massive, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'd be if I was playing this one. I'd be to think this is a massive game, massive. 
you know, as big as, as any F, you know, FA Cup game for me. So, um, you know, because, you know, when you see the two teams above it, that's so interesting now, the way the league's developing. You know, Bath, we've got Bath City coming up. That's massive now, that is. And, uh, you know, Taunton Town, who thought they'd been right at the top as well. And uh, they've done a fantastic job. Thorpe, on your point of uh, being a, a crucial game, etc., uh, what do you feel about the, the prospect of, you know, being right up there and maybe if they win, they could go top, I presume, from the points, I think, if the other two don't. Um, uh, we are, it's uh, Taunton 22, Bath 21, that's 20, then Avely is yeah, so below 19. If they both lost, we could go top. Do you, yeah. do you not think that that creates extra pressure for Yeovil in so much as that in, the, in that they're at top of the table, they're going to get everybody wanting to knock them down because they're top? Absolutely, but that's what you want, isn't it? <laughs> you want a, yeah, but you don't want it. It's you like want a horse race. You, want it? A... It, you know, you've got a horse race. You, you watch horse racing, which I do. Um, not many horses that go out and lead in the early stages end up winning the race. Some do, yeah. I see where you're coming from. You're saying, well, actually, like, we're, we're at third place to two points behind. It's just staying with the pack. I mean, listen, you, you want to keep on winning games, and really winning games gives you an extra bit of confidence. And you know, I've, I've constantly said in my, my uh, interviews and uh, commentary that you know, when you when you're playing with confidence, the ball moves around a lot quicker. You're closing down a lot to me. You're a lot sharper, and no better place to be than at the top of the table for that. You know, listen, everybody, when when you yogel town, everybody wants to flipping beat you anyway. I can guarantee you that. Mm. You know, and. Uh, Avely be no different. This is their cup final, and that's why I said they'll be. You know, like they'll come down. It's a massive, massive game for the Avely Football Club to come to a big club like Yeovil uh, at this level of football. And um, you know, that's that's what that's what we want. We want bigger crowds there. We want you know, and if people know that we're at the top, they say, "Hang on a minute, Yeovil Town at the top. I might turn up now." Where is so, Avely anyway? Do anybody know? Uh, near London. Oh, is it? Or at least just sort of outside of London, that sort of area. Um, any predictions before we head into the uh, the Premier League predictions? Uh, Rick, score? Hey, 2-1 to Yeovil. 2-1 Yeovil. Uh, Thorpey? Yeah, I'm happy with that. A 1-0 or a 2-1. 80? I think 2-0 to Yeovil. Lovely stuff. Across the board, uh, a win for Yeovil. Well, of course, listen in on Saturday. Myself and Thorpe will be covering that. Hopefully, the prophecy will be fulfilled with a, a <clears> Yeovil <throat> win. Now, on to uh, the Saturday fixtures from the Premier League. Uh, we start off with uh, another home game for Luton Town. Of course, they lost on uh, Tuesday to, well, last, I should say, uh, to Burnley at home. Uh, they've got another home game this time against um, Tottenham Hotspur. Um, Rick, do you think uh, Luton could cause a bit of an upset here with well, Spurs coming in well, or is it a bit of a write-off? No, Tottenham Hotspurs will continue. <laughs> I don't know why I said Tottenham or... Hotspur. It was it was on the screen as that. I was like, well, I'll say what I see. <laughs> I think Spurs will keep going. I, I don't. Inevitably, you know, the wheels are going to fall off at some point because it's Spurs, but. I can't see it being against Luton, in all honesty, on 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 Saturday, unless um, well, it depends. Are Spurs playing Joel Matip again? Because if they need a last minute winner, he's he's clearly the man for the job. 
Sorry, did I get that wrong? <laughs> anyway. Great, 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 <laughs> he's so sarcastic, isn't he? Oh, dear. Oh, um, settle Thorpey, down, do you see, uh, down. Do you, do you see any positive... Uh, well, any positives for Luton at all? Um, obviously, they got their win against Everton at the weekend and then to kind of come back down to earth with a thud against Burnley. Um... Yeah, I think it was the way that I think they came down with a third after like getting the 84th minute equaliser then to go let one in straight away. I think it's really disappointing for them. You know, I think that they'll have to sh- shut up shop at the back, which I, I can't see really happening. And um, I think this is just going to be one of those experiences for them. You know, And again, I hope they stay with the manager. Um, give them a free hit, and then hopefully next year they can utilise a little bit of the uh, funds that they've got to rebuild and come back stronger. You know, I, I like Luton Town. I think it's a tremendous little football club, and my brother-in-law was assistant manager there. So when they when they got the last promotion, so um, it's a good football club. They they've utilised a little bit of the money well to rebuild their stand, uh, which looks exactly the sort of same, but only a little bit bigger. But um, yeah, I can't see anything bar a Tottenham win on that one. I'm afraid. Any scores? I, I didn't ask Rick for a score either. Uh, it's probably like three or four. I, I, I remember. I think they're that flamboyant uh, Spurs at the moment, or Tottenham Hotspur, um, <laughs> in, <laughs> um, for the older generation. But yeah, I, I think that they're playing really good football, and um, yeah, I think that that that, that, that will continue. So three or four nil. 4-0 for Thorpe, well, 3 or 4 Rick, any, any score before I uh, jump over to AD? Yeah, 3. 3, yeah. AD, any uh, additional thoughts? Um, well, with Son playing out of his skin at the moment, or it seems to be, I can't really see Luton have got much hope of, uh, you know, of even getting a draw, but uh, I, I, I wouldn't like to forecast a, a, a score because I just think that Tottenham is so superior to them that you know it could be quite a big one, I think. But um, you know, but I, as I say, I just can't see uh, anybody uh, from Luton. Adrian, certainly Adrian. What do you do? You think the fact that you've just put Son into your fantasy team means that he's going to go on a goal-scoring drought? Well, it could could have a bearing on it. Yes, it was a, it was a, a dynamic <laughs> choice. I thought really so. Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, it was convenient as well because I had to make lots of changes. With Saka was out the window because he's injured, probably, and um, Martinez. You know, it's just, just good time to bring a player like that in, really. Rick, Rick, I've actually heard that Son's actually going to court to try and get out of Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get an injunction against an injunction. Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, when when you sort of see uh, Luton's uh, next fixtures, bless them, like he's relentless. The uh, Premier League, so they've got obviously Tottenham. Then they've got uh, Forest away. Forest are playing really well. Dynamic side there. That's that's them. Almost like a must-win game. Then they have got Aston Villa. Aston Villa on fire at the moment. Then they have got Liverpool, and after that they've got the mighty Manchester United. Um, and not until the 25th of November, where they got Crystal Palace at home. So it's like you know, it's lo- looking a good side. Palace, mate. Palace are yeah. a great team. Yeah. Not even a word <laughs> against them. So, you know, and then they got Brentford. So it's just relentless for them, isn't it? Then they got Arsenal, Man City. Uh, so it, where are they going to where are they going to scrape these points the points to, or 36 points maybe to stay up? It's um I, just, I struggle to see where they're going to get anything really. Do you maybe think a there's a chance that they can end up um 
with less points than Derby County did that time when they had only 12 points from the whole season? I, I hope not. I hope not. But um, listen, they, they, they definitely have been improving for sure. I think January is going to be the biggest uh, transfer window of their lives. You know, I think that they that he's looking at what he's got. He might love those guys to bits, but he's looking at that squad, going, "Where do I need to improve?" You know, and I have the, getting to the club. What funds have I got? You know, making almost like making the the groundwork behind the scenes now because um, you know it, that if they if they need to stay up then they've got to seriously spend. And I'm not sure whether the chairman's going to do that for them. Do you not so, think, um, though, when you look at it, they, they got that game, the, the playoff final, they always say it's worth about it's £180 million or something, that yeah. sort of figure. Yeah. And, and they, I, I don't know how much they've spent over the, uh, the close season, but it seems to be very, very small. I know they've spent a lot on the stadium, which I guess is important as well. But at the same time, you'd think that... Uh, you know, it's not just a question of spending a little bit on the stadium. They spent a lot, but they want to stay in that league, surely. And, and you know, you're not going to do it with that side. Sometimes you just got to be, I don't know what the other lads think, but I think you just got to be, we can, we, all, we can all dream, and let's hope it's a fantastic, exciting year for them and some lots of close games and lots of goals scored. But sometimes you just got to be realistic. And remember, we're at the height of world football now in, in, in the best league in the world. You know, and uh, sometimes you've just got to be realistic and saying, right, we're going to take this experience. We'll know what we, we, we need to do next time and just come back, try and come back stronger. Because, you know, we've also got the best second league in the world as well. You know, the championship is absolutely phenomenal. And uh, sometimes the, the football played in that is exceptional, exceptionally hard and uh, brutal as well. And they're playing every single, you know, every three days they're playing. Um, you know, and it's, uh, it's relentless. So... They're, you know, the, the manager is is learning all the time, but that January transfer window, if the club allows him to spend, is going to be huge for them. Well, I'll just jump in quickly as you uh, mentioned the championship. The championship uh, winners from last year are the next game up. Uh, they start at three. The first three o'clock kickoff uh, is Burnley against Chelsea. Um, Chelsea obviously winning on Monday night against Fulham, um, and. Rick uh, sort of predicting on the Monday that Madrid would uh, not do anything and proceeded to score his first goal. So do you see perhaps another goal coming for Madrid um, against a, a, well, a potentially buoyant Burnley? I hope not. <laughs> it shortens. I, <laughs> um, no, I, Chelsea not losing sort of spoils, spoils the uh, Premier League, from uh, from my point of view, I was I was enjoying that very much. But uh, yeah, I don't know that that could be an interesting one because Burnley won the last game, Chelsea won the last game, uh, potentially a draw. I reckon. I think that's a fair shout, Ad. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, we we played Burnley, as you know, a couple of weeks ago, um, and uh, they do tend to flatter to deceive just a wee bit. I mean, they had several chances in the first half, which they didn't put away. Um, you know, they've, they've got to sharpen up on that. But um, I think a draw is probably what Rick has suggested is, is probably... Uh, that would be my shout as well, I think. Because Chelsea can't seem to do... All right, I know they won on uh, whenever it was, Monday night, but they're not exactly exciting people, are they? Thorpey, would you go for a full house of draws as well? 
No, I'm actually going to go for a Burnley win. Ooh, Get it. Big. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go for a Burnley win. I think sooner or later he's, they're, they're going to um, wake up. Um, the stewards are going to let them back in the ground, and I think they're going to wake up and, and, and surprise somebody. And I think no better team to do it. To again, I, I think Chelsea are flattened to see deceive a little bit at the moment. You know, they're not there. There's something just I, I feel not quite right at the moment. Chelsea and they've got through the last couple of games, but I feel that um, there's a possibility there could be a little upset there on the weekend. And with the uh, well, speaking of Burnley potentially being in relegation not quite getting up to speed um we've got the next game of everton bournemouth i don't really want to talk about this one because it's everton bournemouth aren't particularly um are playing particularly well at the moment uh thought people stay with you do you have any strong feelings about this one obviously everton not exactly the most attractive side at the moment no but it, uh, oh dear me everton where where do we start on this one? I mean, both teams really. Bournemouth have not got going. You know, they, they um, another team that really should not have sacked them, sacked their manager, um, and and it's just not working for them. So uh, that either way, really. I mean, I'm probably going to go Everton really on that one. But it's um, uh, uh, again, Bournemouth. You know, they, they bought this continental manager in. I think they should have stuck with somebody who knew that knew the league inside out, and I thought was doing a very good job. Um, and I think that, um, yeah, I'm going to go for Everton, probably one, maybe two one, two one or three two. Goals, goals in an Everton game. game. <laughs> yeah, because the defenses are not that great. To be fair, are they so they're, they're constantly making mistakes, and I think there'd be no difference. So yeah, it's possibly two one or three two. AD, would you um, add anything to that, or do you think Thorpe's kind of hit the nail on the head? Uh, Bournemouth at home? No, uh, it's Everton at home. Mm. I think Everton are going to be under intense pressure to do something because you know they're they're struggling big time. And who was it they lost to last week at home? Luton. 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 Yeah. Well, there you go. Mm. You know, if they can't beat Luton at home. Um, who says they're going to better beat um, Bournemouth? So I think Bournemouth could possibly get at least a draw out of that because I think I think Everton are going to be under such pressure. You know, their their fans are going to demand success, and I'm, I'm surprised that Sean Dyche hasn't a implemented a slightly more defensive style of play, um, and b that I just thought he would have done better than he seems to be doing at the moment. I'm surprised at the lack of uh, success there. So I would say either a draw or maybe even a Bournemouth away win. Going big, Bournemouth away. Um, Rick, would you agree with perhaps an away win, a shock on? Well, I say a shock on the cards. They're both not exactly high flyers. If either of them wins, <laughs> it'll be a shock. That's what you're saying. <laughs> I fancy I fancy Bournemouth for this because I thought Everton had turned a corner, and then the performance they put in last Saturday was dismal. So uh, yeah, I, I yeah, I just got a feeling. I, I think that uh, Bournemouth will have enough. Get a couple, uh, couple on the break, maybe two 0 to Bournemouth. Something could find Two 0 to Bournemouth. Yeah, clean sheet. A clean sheet. Wow. Yeah. More gin and tonic, uh, Rick. Yeah, I'm all right. Don't you worry about it, Tom. Make a fool of yourself. What do you think? Because I know you're you're really invested in this match. 
and you it means so much to you. Oh, it does, doesn't it? It doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, you don't care. I, I only see it being like a one-one. I know it's a boring call, but I. Oh, Everton, Everton can't score. Bournemouth are still not at it. I think they'll both kind of settle for it. I don't see many goals. I don't see it being particularly interesting. So, yeah, I'm going to settle with the one-one. Will you? Will you stay up all the way through match of the day to watch it? Because <laughs> it's no. going to be last. It's going to be second to last because I think last place on the run, on the running order will be the next one. Uh, the next one uh, Fulham versus Sheffield United. Now, if Fulham can't beat Chelsea, something surely is going wrong. But you're playing against Sheffield United, who have picked up one point in seven games and have been knocked out of the cup. Um, so, Aidy, we'll start with you. I can't imagine this is going to be high on on the the watch list of, of anybody to be honest maybe even among their own fans no one really wants to kind of it's kind of one you just go through um do you have any kind of anything for it <laughs> i i tend to I've, I've often mentioned it i believe in the law of averages and i just you know i, I think back to that game that sheffield united played against manchester city and they held out for about 80 minutes from memory um Eventually they folded, but uh, you know they're not playing Manchester City; they're playing Fulham. So I just wonder whether they could um, get a point. I mean, that eight-nil would have shaken them to the core, I imagine. And uh, you know there should be a determination amongst the players to get back and at least give the fans something to shout about after getting stuffed eight-nil. So I just just got a feeling that they might just come back and and prove a few people wrong. So I'm going to go for a Sheffield United win. Rick, would you agree? Sheffield United's shock on the cards? Nil-nil. Yeah. Nil-nil. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they ought to play it. Let alone talk about replay games. <laughs> I don't think they should play this one in the first place. This is the, for me, this is the, when it was during the, the first, it was the COVID season when there were no fans allowed. And they were still doing like the pay-per-views and there was Burnley versus West Brom. And you had Sam Allardyce and Slavin Bilic. And I was like, no one's going to pay to watch that. And it was nil-nil. Everyone was, yeah. it was nil-nil and it finished nil-nil. This feels like that fixture for me of no one really cares. Last or, last on match of the day and watch it on fast forward. Yeah. Or you just turn it off. You don't even bother. <laughs> you know what's going to happen. 4-3 thriller now, isn't it? They'll do the but lineups. That, that's where I'm going. I'm going to go for the 3-2, 4-3. Three, three, You're a madman, I thought. <laughs> but I'll tell you now, I'm even going to say it. Deepak Origi is going to, no, the Deepak, uh, was it um, the, the small lad up front? It is sharp. Uh, which team? Oh, for, for uh, Fulham. I was trying to think of his name. Ralph uh, Hibbert? Oh, yeah, it's gone for me now. Oh, what? It's gone. oh Bob, Bobby Reid. Bobby Reid, that's it. Bobby Reid's going to score the winner. There you go. We heard it here first, two. folks. Stick it on your accumulator. Bobby Reid's going to score the winner. And it'll be first on match of the day. There we go. Let's go. That's, not gonna, that's definitely not happening. He's manifesting. <laughs> Well, we'll touch on the final three o'clock fixture. Um, I'll tell you just one thing before you carry on. I'll tell you what, Hilda Pryor doesn't get results like this. You're doing a very good job. <laughs> I, must, I must be baiting something. There must be something in the air tonight. Um, we'll, we'll get to the final three o'clock fixture. Um, we will touch on the two important uh candidates for this 
in a moment. Thorpe, any thoughts at all for uh, Manchester United hosting Brentford? Um, the cards, and if it is, which way is the shock? Because you could say either are a shock at this point. I, I, I yeah, I, I think it's such a massive game. It's, a, it's an absolutely massive game, isn't it? And um, Brentford got to be rubbing their hands together, wanting to get that game started already. Um, I, I think Brentford are, are missing Tony for sure. Um, they're not the same team with with him, but. The, the, what they what we've seen uh, you know in, in midweek um what's ten Hag going to do for a start his, his team selection is going to be vital his fans will be looking at that with real interest um Brentford will, will be exactly the same as they normally are um he, he likes that flowing football um can they win the game this is about their best chance to do that and I am gonna go I am gonna go for a 2-2 draw, Ooh. but with controversy in it, with a expected Brentford win. Provocative. Wow. He's gone for... <laughs> so I'm telling you exactly what's going to happen. There's going to be controversy in the game. <laughs> Is it another VAR call? It's, it's, it could well be. It could well... <laughs> Let's poise it up a bit. <laughs> because he obviously like the the the, the other two is just going to go. Well, it's going to be five now, isn't it? Five one, like, you know? so it's uh, yeah. I'm going to go for some controversy in the game to rile it up a little bit more, and um, with a uh, you know with a possible Brentford win. Eddie, being the ever optimist that you are, do you see it being a five nil like you called with with Bournemouth Arsenal last week, or <laughs> is is there cause for concern at this point? Well, obviously there's cause for concern. It has to be after defending like that. Um, but there's lots of pluses in that uh, Hoyland looks looks the part and did well. Um, I think Eric's going to have to change the side quite considerably. I don't know whether he'll have the balls to do it, but he must have enough players to, to you know put a few round pins in round holes. I mean, for example, surely they can get uh, one of the, the reserve um, left-backs into position and then that would release... Am, Am, um, what's his name again? Amrabat. Amrabat. Amrabat, yeah. Sofian, isn't it? Um, that would then release him to be more into midfield. Um, I'm still not impressed by Mason Mount, I have to say. So I would be inclined to move him out of the side. Really? Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I'm not impressed with him at all. Him and the goalkeeper. I mean, there are two. That's a hundred million pounds worth there. Those two together. And well, I'll tell you now, the, the commentators uh, midweek will disagree. They thought we had a very good game. Hmm. Well, and I, I, I got to be honest, with you, I thought he did well. Maybe I wasn't watching the same game as you. <laughs> I don't know. I was getting so wound I, up I, about I thought he did it. Okay. He, was, he was looking to be available. He's looking to get in the box. Hmm. A couple of chances. But did I think he's got to play. Lady? He's got to play Hannibal. For God's sake, he's got to play Hannibal. And I would be inclined, despite what Rick will say, that, that Garnacho is a better player coming off the bench. I think he's the most attacking-minded player that we got, or now that we've got uh, Hoyland as well. I would definitely play uh, Garnacho up front from the start. don't know whether I'd uh, give Rashford a rest or not, whether that's going to help or hinder him, really, if he, if he does that. But um, uh, And obviously, I do think that Despite the number of false starts we've had to go out, I think this one we will get it right this time. 
So if you were saying a United win, any any score in mind or just a United win? No, just a United win. I've never been one for doing correct scores. I think 5-0 last week says that. Rick, uh, any, any thoughts on that? <laughs> um, yeah, I think that Dallow should move to left back, play Lindelof at right back. And uh, maybe give Barry a game in the middle of uh, defence or, or Johnny Evans, maybe. And uh, I think United, because the United do actually have the leading goal scorer in the Champions League this season in Rasmus Hoyland. So uh, I think you're not Manchester United, because I know people get upset if you say United, although there is only one. I think uh, uh, United will get the stinkiest 1-0 victory that you can possibly imagine. Short and sweet, one 0 for yep. United. Hoyland is only... looking. Hoyland is looking good, though, isn't he? He's yeah, very, he's very sharp. He looks a player, that boy. Yeah, you know, and, and I, it, why not play Maguire and have Johnny Evans with a pace around? around you know, he's a little bit older, but he's still got pace around around him. And uh, like you say, drop Darlow to left back. You know, uh, Lindelof at right back, possibly. Um, you know, who's you know the squads? I mean, surely there's a left or right back in the room in the reserves. The only, decent enough. The only alternative is the young lad Fernandez from the under 23s. But I mean, United have got three left backs and one right back out injured at the moment. Yeah, along with Martinez. But I just think that I mean, very rare that um, that Adrian gets something right. But to release Amrabat into midfield, I think would be make Absolutely. a hell of a difference. Yeah, I, do, I agree with that. He, was, he, he looked a little bit lost. I know he's, he's been filling in for a couple of games, but he did look a little bit lost against Galatasaray come the finish. So I think he would be more... United would benefit more from having him in midfield. So that's what I would do. I'd jig the back four to, to free him up. And I think Mason might had a good game against Galatasaray. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the thing. It's fine margins all the time. I mean, people are... Myself included, battering Manchester United for their performances this season. But it's very fine margins on things so without wanting it to sound like excuses potentially reasons but I, I just think that United should have too much on Saturday so listen to it back as Brentford win 3-0 at Old Trafford fantastic we might I, agree, I agree they should have too much they should have too much and it should be a home win but just the way it's going for them at the moment you're thinking hang on Brentford must be rubbing their hands together yeah but um, only time will tell we'll see only time will tell and we'll uh, touch on the 5.30 game in uh, on Saturday. There's only the one evening game this time. Uh, it's actually Brentford's um, opponents from last week, uh, Nottingham Forest. They are visiting uh, Palace. Um, it's not exactly one that I would be dying to watch, but I think there's still some, some interesting uh, options in there. From what I've heard as well, and I don't know if this is true or not, apparently Eze's injured. Um, might have a hamstring issue um rick do you have any any horses in this race or are you not that bothered about what happens uh forest are finding their feet a little bit and whether that extends to away games as well as home games we'll have to wait and see but i mean i do like the the options that they've got up front hudson adoye alanga yeah and um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think I think it should be. Um, in my mind, I think it'll be a one 0 or a two 0 win for Forest. So I'm going for an away win in that one. Um, Thorpey, would you agree with a an away win on that? 
Well, the stats are saying 43% uh, Crystal Palace, 29% the draw and 28% uh, Forest. So, um, it, 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 Palace are, are decent at home, to be fair. Uh, but but Forest have been playing really well. And I've really said this before, I, I'm really excited about the way they're playing at the moment. I like the manager or the coach. And um, so, yeah, they could they could well nibble away at like a, a, a one or two, one win. Um but the atmosphere at Crystal Palace, they make it a good home fortress a little bit for the fans. And, um, you know, so so that, 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 that really could go either way. That could go either way, that one. But I'm going to step my foot up and say um, Forest by single goal. AD, would you go along those lines as well, make it a full house of, of Forest win? Yeah, I mean, I hope to God from the, from the point of view of the match, I hope uh, Palace don't decide to uh, employ national car parks and uh, park the bus because uh, that would really kill the game off, I think. But uh, I think Forrest are playing reasonably well, considering. Um, and uh, I think they've got a good chance of winning. So I would definitely go for a Forest win, possibly 2-1. That's another full house. We're all in agreement tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We will move to Sunday, and I do not like the look of this. I almost want to go back to Saturday. Um, we will start with the, the televised game at 2 o'clock. There are three 2 o'clock kickoffs as Rick rubs his hands uh, in excitement. We'll start with Rick. Um, Brighton and Hove Albion and Liverpool. Um, that, on paper, has got all the hallmarks of a classic. Um, do you think... This could well ding be the case. I, I think, think it could do. be. Yeah, I think it could be a real, really good game. I mean, whether we're talking about the first match or the replay or the second replay, I'm not sure. But um, certainly the uh, the first, if we just concentrate on the first time they play each other, because you can start to get the result he wants. For heaven's sake. Freedom for freedom. We're just going to keep on playing till we win. Yeah, exactly. I used to work for Fergie. <laughs> Absolutely, Fergie time. Yeah, uh, but Brighton can't possibly be as dismal as they were against uh, Villa. So <laughs> I would li- I'd like to think that Brighton would have too much, unless and um, you you two are the Liverpool fan. Uh, is is Matic going to be facing the right way this week, or is it, got, you got to feel, feel sorry for him, haven't you? It oh, was like, oh. it's such a a clean hit as well. I tell you what, it went it rifled in the top corner. Yeah, no keeper was saving that one. Yeah. He's always wanted to score the winner at Spurs' ground, and he did. Uh, yeah, I th- I think Brighton would do it two one. But then again, you know, it could then be four two in the replay. I don't know, but I think the first game <laughs> will end two one to Brighton. It's an aggregate thing, isn't it? We do it off aggregate. So, <laughs> I think we yeah. do now. I think whatever uh... Jurgen wants, give him what he wants. He's in charge. Dolphy, would you agree? Brighton caught why well, we can't even say it's causing an upset anymore. It could well be expected. Well, they they haven't quite got to the dizzy heights they so far of, of last year. I don't think, and also they're both they're both in Europe, aren't they? So um, the slightly bigger squad is Liverpool's um, slightly stronger squad. So uh, yeah, Brighton uh, do well at home. So. Um, I'd like to think that we've got enough in our armour at the moment to uh, get the win. So, being an extremely biased Liverpool fan, I'm obviously going to be going for the Liverpool win. Um, 2-1. 
Two one. I'd like to say I'd like to say three one actually. No, I'm going to go three one. I think it's going to be slightly wider than what people think, and uh, I think that they're really good going forward. But we do like to allow teams to get in front, so that would be the... Liverpool are away, Thorpe, so you're not guaranteed the penalty. No, we're definitely no. We'll be getting we're, now because uh, our, our beautiful manager has opened his mouth. We're going to be getting everything. You know that. You'll be getting I everything. <laughs> so uh, it'll be an interesting game. Um, you know, it's my granddad's side, Brighton and Ove Albion. So uh, God bless him. I'll be going against him. Uh, 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 so they'll be looking down on us, uh, uh, saying, "Silly boy, silly bugger." So, um, but yeah, uh, Liverpool win three-one. Aidy, of course, United have been at the mercy of Brighton so far this season once. Um, do you think it could well be the same story for Liverpool? Well, I, I think what's going to happen, it, 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 it's at uh, Brighton, is it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think what's going to happen is that all of the referees, the fourth officials, the VAR people, they're all going to gang up because they're absolutely <laughs> gutted to have been taken and made to look absolute idiots. And they're going to give everything to Brighton and Liverpool are going to get absolutely nothing. So I think Brighton will come back from their 6-1 five drubbing. 5-0 to Brighton, is it? Yeah, I think, uh, I think Brighton will come back from their 6-1 drubbing and they will beat Liverpool 6-1. Oof! <laughs> With the help of all the officials. We need Dave back. We can't be having these takes. This is absurd. <laughs> no, seriously. seriously I, I think the officials will turn on them, but I, I think Liverpool will probably win about 1-0. Well, well, I've heard your first guess. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, have a, we'll have like a side column for it. Um, we will move on to the what next fixture. What do you think, Tom? Oh, well, I'm the host. It doesn't Voice matter what I think. So, next, oh, next that's fixture. a cop-out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You make you oh, make predict sometimes, so come on. Hey, I don't. This is, this is Hopper's fault. I think... Um, Come I on, think spit we, it out. They've got an easier fixture midweek than Brighton do. Therefore, we will have used less energy. So, I will go for a 2-1 Liverpool. Oh, shut your face. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> See, so that's <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll move to the next fixture. We've got uh, the United derby, if you will. Uh, it's West Ham United versus Newcastle. Um, AD, West Ham playing at home. They did very well against Sheffield United. Admittedly, it's not much of a task. But uh, would you say they can keep some momentum going against Newcastle? I keep thinking about Newcastle. They, they, they come up with some fairly good results. But I'm I'm not really convinced by them. I don't know why I'm not convinced because they have been playing exceptionally well, and they're, they're you know they're coming on to be a good side. And West Ham have uh, have not sort of folded and capitulated like I kind of expected them to, because I've got two rabid West Ham fans across the road from me over here. Um, in fact, next door to under your dad's is one of them. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a tricky one, but. Uh, I, I think I'll have to go for a draw because I think they're both about the same sort of standard, really. So I think I'd go for a draw. Um, I don't know. Pick a score. 2-0, 2-2, two, uh, two, two, or I don't know. A 2-0 draw? Yeah. Draw. <laughs> <laughs> get back in your bike. Get your hair done. For God's sake, get your hair done. <laughs> He's definitely been on the sooner of Sherry's, isn't he? He is. <laughs> 
Rick, uh, with <laughs> with West Ham and Newcastle both uh, playing midweek as well, do you think there's a possibility that with an extra day's rest and Newcastle not having to travel, um, they could take advantage of that against West Ham on Sunday? Mm. Um, no, I, th- I think David Moyes and his uh, continental experience will come to come to the fore again. I, I, yeah, I think West, West Ham will West Ham will win it one 0 West Ham one nil. Yeah. Rick, uh, Thorpe, what are your your thoughts on this? Obviously, West Ham they're away. They're away in Germany against Freiburg. Newcastle yeah. have a, a tricky home. T- well, you could say tricky against uh, PSG at home uh, this evening. Um, I don't know if there's anything you you sort of want to add. It's a difficult tie for for, for them for tonight. It's the first time they're back home. It's going to be an electric uh, atmosphere tonight. Um, and he's going to be playing a full, a full, you know, his full squad. So um, that might take a little bit more out of them. Um, well, there is, there is local pride in that Champions League game, isn't it? Because it, it's Saudi against Qatar. So it's a local derby. It is oh, a local. It's a, it's a local derby. So um, yeah, be in, in, an interesting one. Uh, uh, listen, whatever the results are tonight, tomorrow, um, I think Newcastle will come out on top um, of this one. I think they're. Firepower up front is uh, is, is stronger. Um, you know, listen. There's this some that they got Anthony playing. Anthony playing really, really well. Um, their strike force is, is really working for them. But I just think Newcastle have too much from on this occasion, and uh, probably something like a a two one or a two nil to Newcastle. With that, we move to the final two o'clock kickoff. Uh, Another European well, team in European football in uh, Aston Villa. They're visiting Wolves. Um, with Wolves obviously beating the European champions last weekend, do you think they can build off this and cause an upset against Villa? Um, Rick Hyatt. Adrian, have you still got Watkins in your fantasy team? No, I moved him out. Oh, right, influence Villa, the decision. Villa, Villa, he's no. definitely scoring then. Yeah, yeah he's, he's going to get another trick, isn't he? He's bound to. <laughs> Uh, I think Villa, they momentum's with them. A lot does depend on the European one. I think if it was, this came straight after beating Brighton, strongly favourite. Wolves are at home, so they can't play the same way as they played against City, who were sort of tailor made for a counter attacking side. I think that Villa will do it two one maybe with their heavy shirts on. Yes, with their heavy, sweaty shirts. I noticed you, there was no television yeah. coverage of the ladies' Aston Villa team over the weekend. I can't imagine why. Because <laughs> they were playing Manchester United, probably. Well, it might be that, or it might have been the shirts. I don't know. But, uh... I'm not one to get sexist on this uh, tool, so I'm not talking about the ladies' football whatsoever. So, uh, yeah, I think we've... it was magnificent on the weekend. But, yeah, I quite enjoyed the couple of games I saw. But this one here, um, yeah, I agree, Rick, a little bit there. I think that um, Wolves p- performing, yeah, I like the manager a lot. I just think this is um, the best they can hope out of this one because Villa really are playing well. Um, for me, that'll be Villa. And again, probably, you know, 2-1, we'll 2-0, two, 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 something like that. Eddie, full house? Full yeah. house for Villa? Yeah, full house for Villa, without doubt, after that performance last week and... Uh... Watkins on fire. I think he'll have a hat-trick again and uh, they'll win 3-0. Ooh. 
Lovely stuff. Nice and speedy getting through that one towards the main event for Sunday. Uh, Mouthwater and Clash at the top of the table between Arsenal and Oil. Um, We will start with AD. Uh, Do you think there's going to be... uh, Well, do you think it's going to live up to the billing? Um, Obviously, both teams having European football midweek as well. Um, Thoughts on the game? Who did you say they were playing? Oil. 115 FC. Man City. Oh, well, a bit too subtle. Oil, oil FC. Bit, bit too subtle for me, that one. Um, <laughs> More importantly, is, Kev, is Kevin Phillips going to play? Oh, there, there's a very good point. Is he? I don't know. Um, are Manchester City going through a mini slump? Uh, I mean, two games for them getting defeated on the trot is a mini slump in my book. Uh, I suppose a lot will depend on what they do tonight, really, against Leipzig. But uh, Arsenal lost, of course, against Lens. Um, tricky one, really. Tricky one. But I think I'd have to go with Manchester City, though. I'm afraid. They're home, aren't they, Manchester City? No, it's no. at the Emirates. Oh, oh in that case, maybe Emirates. not, then. A draw. A draw. AD, would you agree? AD, I've just spoken to AD. I'm getting there. Thorpe, would you agree with an, a, a draw? No. I think this would be uh, a Man City win. Uh, I think that um, the apprentice will fail again um, against his uh, his boss. And uh, I, 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 for me, I think that um, uh, this will be a Man City win. I think they'll control possession. And I think that eventually they'll open them up and... Um, all depends well if, if Saka's a fit to, to play in this one because he's integral down their right hand side. But um, even more so if he's not, then I think that it'll be a little bit more emphatic. I think that um, it could be something like a three-one. But uh, it's, it's, it's a mouth-watering tie. It could you know it could explode or it could be quite a, a dull dull affair because Arsenal definitely won't want to want to lose this one for sure. So um, it'd be interesting to see how he sets his team up to play against his. Um, uh, former employer and um I, I, I for me man city i've got too much of a bigger squad to uh lose that one and especially cool. after the last few re- couple of results as well i think they'd, they'd be hungry to get back to, to normal yeah yeah definitely um rick we'll finish off with you obviously manchester city one of your favorite teams um do you see them having a victory on the cards well arsenal Coming off the off the back of a defeat, Arteta will be looking for a reaction from that game. Manchester City will be without Rodri for the last time, and I think that because of that, that um, City will probably win four 0 Arteta will get sent to the stand, and I'm just looking forward to watching it. I think, I think <laughs> City, I, honestly, honestly, I think I think City will batter them. They're not going to they're not going to lose three games. That close, they won't be in a row because they're doing well in Europe tonight, presumably. But uh, yeah, I think they'll be looking to reassert themselves in the Premier League. And yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, Arteta's meltdown very much. <laughs> well, on that lovely note, that ends. on that shell. yeah, on that bombshell, it is time to end. Um, thank well, thank you everybody for listening in. Uh, of course, listening on Saturday for the. Uh, the coverage of Yeovil versus Averley with, again, myself and Paul Thorpe. Um, thank you very much to Mr. Rick Hyatt. Always a pleasure. 
always a pleasure like, indeed. If, if people could actually just like write these predictions down on a piece of paper and then destroy it before the next pod, <laughs> that'd be very much appreciated. <laughs> because there's some, there's gonna be some good games this weekend, judging by that. As David said as well, it's always better to listen to it when it comes out and then listen to it after the game as well, just to see how badly wrong this goes. <laughs> um, encourages a double listen. Um, Thorpey, thank you very much for tonight. Loved, loved it. Enjoyed it. Thank you very much, boys. And thank you, of course, to the main man, Mr. A.D. Hopper. Sign us off. Yeah, thank you. Uh, just before I do sign us off, if there are any hairdressers listening... Uh, contact Mr. Rick Hyatt, courtesy of us, and we'll 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 put you on. It, it's a, it's going to be a mammoth job, I I stress, but um, yeah, you could earn a few quid from this one. And with that, I would just like to say thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Three Valleys Radio. Mr. Hyatt is making a rude sign to me now. Um, and don't forget <laughs> next week football. Bloody hell.